Thanks for tuning in to the Awakened to Love podcast. My name is Elizabeth, and this is my story, my journey deeper into love. I'm honored to have you along for the ride, and I pray that you would also be Awakened to Love as you join me on this adventure. Hello, my friend, and welcome to episode Dua. Uh, Today, I just had it on my heart to share um, a couple of things that have happened since last month's episode. Uh, The first one being, I, um, I've had quite, quite a, a chuckle or two or seven over something that actually uh, I immediately had to face upon publishing my first episode. In that episode, I at one point acknowledged that just knowing that um, this journey that I'm embarking on is re- is going to require a willingness in me to be undignified and even messy and my heart is all yes for that. Well, I <laughs> I completed the episode and published it and then went back to listen and I immediately began to pick it apart. Um, all the things as I listened that I wished I had changed or said differently or uh, things that I'd said without so many pauses in between or whatever, I mean, fill in the blank. Uh, but man, it was it was bothering me. And immediately, the Lord uh, reminded me of the very thing that I had confessed in that episode, acknowledging the need for my willingness to um, to be raw, to be uh, again undignified, and um, that it might be messy. And. Uh, Immediately, as he reminded me of this, my response was, but not that version of undignified. And uh, yeah, started to laugh when I realized what I had just said. So it's it's actually been um, straight from the get-go, uh, a huge growing experience for me to honestly settle in my heart through the action um, that I will continue to move forward with this and not look back. And even in the process, actively choosing to honor and celebrate and delight in whatever comes of this, no matter how it sounds or, or ends up, um, coming together. Because my goal in this is, is nothing about having a polished or put together podcast. I, I, I really, I actually, um, have more value for the rawness and the messiness and the vulnerability and it's terrifying and humbling. Um, and I get to, to look, take a good hard look at the, the actual walking out of that. Um, but I, but I recognize and want to respond to 
the invitation from his heart for this, that as I say yes, in all the ways that I might be tempted to feel inadequate, um, but as I say yes and, and choose to come into agreement with the delight that I do honestly feel from his heart, um, simply over my yes, and he's been speaking to me about how big of a deal that is, and so choosing to partner with that instead. Um, so yeah, it's been growth already, uh, and I'd like to think that this issue is now settled once and for all. Um, it may poke its head up now and again, um, but but it really has already brought a freedom and a new wave of anticipation for for what he wants to do through this and um yeah just choosing to believe what he's saying and not take myself too seriously or even think too highly of myself um yeah so that is the first thing and then the second thing is actually I wanted to share a dream that I had a few weeks ago. I had not originally planned on sharing it, but just through processing it, I have felt that it is a word of encouragement, not not just for myself, but for others as well. So I'll, um, I'll share a brief description of the dream and then kind of go back through with the context of what I have felt the Lord saying through it. So in my dream, I was in this room with people and it wasn't anyone specific who I can remember, but I knew that they were people who I am in community with, who, who know me, who I trust, who I feel safe with. And and as we're as we're in this room, all of a sudden this cello starts to play in another room. And it is the most exquisite, incredible, beautiful, like reaching down into your deepest depths connection with with the the um, emotion, but more than emotion, it was like there was a anointing on this playing that was just absolutely incredible and it was I mean it was ethereal and it felt holy and sacred and I I I could feel like I could feel it in the depths of me it was it was touching and even awakening and and healing things deep within me and so as I'm as I'm listening my jaw (laughs) hanging open my eyes wide with wonder I'm sure um because I I also knew somehow that this person that was playing had never had never played the cello before and and just immediately there was this like supernatural releasing of something heavenly and 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 like on the move like it was it was it was doing things it was 
it was it was it was more than just than just music but i remember i turned to the others who were with me in this room and um like what what's happening what like are you hearing this and um i see the look on their face is i'm sure what my face looked like and as as we're as i lock eyes with them they they start to say Liz, that's you. You're, you're playing the cello. And I immediately was like, what? I I have to go find this. I like, where's this? Where is this? What, what is happening? And so I go through this doorway in front of me and, and into this larger room. And it, it, it reminded me of, of a cathedral, just beautiful high ceiling, stone walls, beautiful architecture. Um, it just felt sacred and holy. Um, but there also was this like almost, a a sense of this atmosphere, um, being a place of learning. Um, and yeah. Um, so I, so I'm taking all of this in, I see myself up at the front of the room and um, I'm watching for a moment, and and I can uh, yeah. So I, I see myself playing, and I'm I'm looking down at a music stand in front of me, and um, but then as I start to walk closer, it begins to switch between myself playing and then my sister playing, and myself playing and my sister playing, and that happens a few times, and then I get up to where I'm at, and um, the songs ended, and I. Um, and then I, I take hold of the cello and the bow to play kind of like, I, I have to apply this. I have to try this. I need to do this. And, and now I'm facing, I'm in the same position that, that I was as I saw myself. Um, and I, and I look down at the music stand and I can see that it, it isn't, it isn't, um, sheet music at all. It's actually, um, there, there is an ancient alphabet and I did not look up the, uh, I didn't look it up to remind myself what it's called, but, but there's an ancient alphabet that I know of that, um, I think it's, it's, I believe it's from like the ancient Celtic world. Um, but it's made up of straight lines and in, in different variations and combinations and angles and, and, um, and such. Um, and so I'm looking at the sheet music and, I, you know, I can't, I can't interpret it or decipher it. I don't understand what it means or, 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 or how to, how to respond to it. Um, and then I look down to the cello that I'm holding in one hand or holding onto with one hand. And I see that it is now, it's just the neck and the, the piece that, that the strings are connected to, um, from the neck to the bass but there's no body to the cello. And then I looked to the bow in my other hand and it is just the end piece. It's the, the full length of the wood is gone. The, the horse hair or, or whatever it is that they use for, um, for playing is gone. And it's, it's just the part that, that I would, that I was holding on to with my fingers, the part that you would, that you would hold on to, to play. And then I woke up. So 
in processing this dream, uh, the first thing I did was referenced a book that I've been reading called Dream Language, and it is by Michael, Anne, and James Gall, which, by the way, I highly recommend if you are a dreamer or or want to want to dream more, um, if you are are wanting to know the biblical viewpoint on dreams or um, even God's heart regarding them, um, it it dives into so much and about our inheritance in dreaming and and how God speaks through through dreams and it's just it's been an incredible resource for me. Um, so yeah you should, you should, uh, read it. But anyways, um, in the book, they have an index of many of the common elements in people's dreams, um, pe- people or objects or colors, um, things like that. And with the the listing of the, the different elements, um, they reference where it's, uh, mentioned in scripture. And then they also share, um, what they have come to believe through decades of their own experience and, and practicing the stewardship of their own dreams, uh, what these elements mean or, or speak to. And some of the elements even have more than one meaning depending on the context. Um, so the only, in looking through it though, the only, the only one that I could find that was in my dream was in reference to, um, my sister. And in, in this reference, what they say about, um, when your sister appears in your dream, that it can mean any one of, of three things. The first being either a reiteration or double emphasis on yourself. Um, the second is that it could actually represent your sister and thirdly, that it could also be a representation of the church. And I believe that it's actually all three of those things. Um, This is first and foremost, definitely something that I know God is wanting to speak to my heart, but um, I have also felt to release it over my sister and I actually have two sisters. And so I'm, I'm been um, praying this over them as well. But, but thirdly, and, and just as strongly that it is for the church at large, that it's, it's for others, it's for, for you. And, um, and so I, I'm gonna, um, share a bit of, of what I got out of it and, um, just release it to you and invite you into whatever the Lord might speak to you through it. Um, so, so the first, the first, um, takeaway from the dream was the significance that I was playing this music, um, without even realizing it. And I believe I've just felt the Lord say that, that this is actually what's happening. Um, that in the different things that he's led me into specifically in this season, but also what's to come that as I move into what he's put before me, he's releasing something that I, that he's already releasing something and he, and he will continue to release something that I, that I won't even be aware of. And, um, and so I, I feel the same for you that, that you're, as you're moving into, in responding to, 
um, what is in front of you that 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 your your action and your response is actually releasing something that you're not aware of and um, there's more that he's doing in you and through you than you realize the next impression that I got was um, just the the part of of the the, the atmosphere of um, the room where this this was taking place where this sound was coming from and and how I I had this almost subconscious understanding that it was taking place in an atmosphere or a realm of of learning of training um, and and it symbolized for me that it it was requiring um, teachability and humility and hunger and um, then the next, the next part was first the the music sheets, which were you know was something that, um, not anything that I that I could interpret. I it was familiar to me and it was something I recognized, but I still couldn't, I couldn't decipher it. I couldn't make sense of it. And in the same vein was the, um, the cello and the bow. That as I took them in my hands, I I realized that I didn't actually have in my hands what I needed in order to release this sound to, to, to make this, this music. And, um, in, in that part, um, in those, those things, I, I believe the Lord is saying that what he has placed within me and within you is, um, again, he's doing more. He's, he's releasing things through you, through your yes to him. And um, that it's even um, a part of, it's in your normal everyday life, things that you're not aware of, things that maybe you don't think are significant, but that there is an anointing on. And, um, and it's not, but, but that, that there's also, um, he's moving in areas where you're not if you were to look at it in your natural eye understanding, you would see that you don't have what you need. Um, but I, I believe that, that there is a, um, entering into a new season of anointing and releasing, um, what you have been called to release, even as he's speaking to me about what I have been called to release, that, that in every context, in every area of our life, again, the, the the little choices, the little decisions, um, but then also the big, obvious things um, that he is releasing um, the sound of heaven through us, and and I and I it's not just musically. I think for some it is musically specifically, but um, I mean I believe this reaches into family, into. Um, even business or marketplace or the, or the, um, um, the, the dreams in your heart, like an awakening of dreams in your heart. Um, just, yeah, all across the board, um, that he is, he's, he's, um, moving in, in all of this. And that, uh, also that, that, that as he, um, He's already, yeah, he's already doing it and he will continue to do it. And, um, in the, 
like throughout the the full dream um was this sense of this ease and effortless effortlessness um that I felt in every aspect of the dream which um I believe is not not that us moving forward into what he's put before us is going to be easy or that there won't be a struggle I I think it's the opposite but but rather the emphasis on the grace that in the midst of the commitment, in the midst of the walking this out, he is releasing a grace over us as we choose to to do it first from a place of rest in him and then moving and acting in response from that resting in him, that there will be the grace to, to walk it out as he leads us uh, step by step. And... Um, yeah, so so I am I'm submitting this and um I want to release this over you. I I know that there is so much more that he has for us and um not just for us, but what he's doing in us. And um yeah, I just I want to declare how valuable and how much more of an impact your guest has than you realize that that as you say yes, as you continue to say yes, and even ask him to help you to continue to say yes, um, that that is one of the most important and valuable things to him because that yes opens us up and makes it possible for him to to come, to to add strength, to to be everything for us and release in us and lead us into what, what he's calling us to. Um, and yeah, so I, I just, I want to bless your spirit. I I want to bless the call on your life, the season that you're in, um, what he has put before you, um, and, and, you know, maybe, I think maybe some of you, like, know how something has come to mind, um, what that is, um, or, or maybe not, but, but, um, I feel like maybe first, like, there's something he's asking of you that you don't want to do, or maybe you want to do it, but you're terrified, um, that he's, he's inviting you. Um, it, he leads with invitation. It always begins with invitation. And first and foremost, it's into deeper intimacy and relationship with him. And then in, in that and through that, um, encounter with him, we are able to walk out, um, what, yeah, what he's put before us. And, um, yeah, God, thank you for, thank you for what you're doing and for what's to come. Thank you for how you are moving and stirring up and raising up your generals, your warriors, and, um, that you, that you are truly awakening your bride. Um, that this is, this is the awakening to love and, um, we say yes, God, I say yes, and um, place all that I am in your hands. Amen. All right, friend, that's me signing off until next time.